Welcome to episode two of One Before I Die. Uh, today, Ethan is named will come in and uh, do the podcast. He's been gallivanting around in Punta Cana. So uh, I ended up bringing in a guy who uh, made me and Ethan's life miserable growing up. He's the one that there's our reason for our misery as Buffalo fans um, from the get-go. Uh, I mean, he's a well-seasoned veteran in the game. And if you think that me and Ethan were pessimists uh, about the Bills and about the Sabres last week, it's going to be a whole other level with this guy. So I brought in my father uh, to talk about Bills and Sabres, talk about preseason week two against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Dad, how's it going over there? Everything settled in, all the technology working and everything? It's doing good. Looking forward to it. All right. So like I said, Ethan's out. Dad's in. Um, preseason week two, Carolina Panthers, Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills ended up getting the win again. So it's their second win in the preseason, 2-0 and so far. 27-14 to was the final score. Um, and I actually liked a little bit what I saw this week. Last week, I didn't really, I didn't really like what I saw. Um, it was kind of the team I was expecting. Uh, last week, Josh Allen didn't look too good. The offense looked kind of shaky. Um, I don't know. It was just what, nothing surprised me. Nothing stuck out to me this week. Honestly, Allen kind of looked better. I mean, he had, he had some nice throws. Allen to Beasley was something that stuck out to me. looked really nice. Um, Shady McCoy was back, obviously, but... I don't know. To me, it was a little bit more of a better look for the, for the Bills than last week. It, it got me a little bit more excited. I don't know. How about, how'd you feel about the game, Dad? Well, I think the Bills are looking better right now in regards to the way an offense should be run in the NFL, right? So they're finally getting it where a quarterback drops back, doesn't have to go for the 70-yard bomb every time. Um, they're not getting into these third and 14s, third and 15s, third and 11s. You know, it actually looks like they're trying to drop Allen back. He's trying to stay in the pocket and go for Beasley for six or seven yards. Um, and that, to me, is a professional offense. You know, you got to keep in that down and distance. And so they're they're giving a good shot at it. They're they're you know, they're, they're looking like a good offense right now. But there's a lot of concerns I still have. Well, all right. So what are your concerns? Because like? like you said, the Beasley, I think, yeah, you're right. They did kind of look like more of an offense. Like I said, that Josh Allen to Beasley looked good. Um what, I mean, Shady McCoy was back. I know that you you were kind of texting us during the game. You think the Bills should cut him? Um, I mean, we have so many guys in the backfield. He's getting old anyway, as it is. I mean, I mean, what what do you what else did you see on like so here, on, the, on the front? The, the the shady thing to me is, um, for some reason, everybody is big on uh, the Singletary guy, right? Yeah, the, and the, the third round draft pick. Yeah, and they're down on Yeldon. 
And to me, the whole thing is upside down. Um, Shady to me is yesterday's back. He, he's this kind of style where he, you know, very talented. He's had a great career. Um, he gets the ball, he stops, he starts, he bounces it outside. To me, that's not the NFL today. Um, the linebackers today are just as fast as the running backs. They're just as athletic as the running backs. And I'm just concerned. Yeah. People are saying he lost a step. Maybe he's lost a step. I just think the game has changed and those kind of backs, it's tough. To, it's tough to, to play in today's NFL with those kind of style. And so that's why you look at last year when Ivory actually did pretty well. I, I expect a lot from Gore this year. Um, I I like Yeldon. There's this thing right now where everybody's down on Yeldon. Everybody's like, cut Yeldon, cut Yeldon. I don't understand that. He's a big, strong back. He can get you four or five yards between the tackles. He can go out and catch the ball. He can pick up the blitz. I like Yeldon, and I don't know why they're even considering cutting that guy. Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, I feel like you're right. I feel like Yeldon hasn't got a fair shake because, I mean, you, you look at him a couple of years ago in Jacksonville. He actually, him and Fournette were kind of like the two-headed monster there. Yeah. And, and it worked out pretty well. He, I mean, I feel like he, he was obviously a beast in college. He came into the NFL, kind of came out of the scene hot. I mean, and you're right. Everyone's kind of writing him off already. I know he had that fumble in the first week of preseason. That was kind of the one thing. It was like, all right, well, they're, they're kind of like looking for an excuse to get him out of they're there. Looking, yep, you know exactly. what I mean? And, yeah. and Shady, I mean, Shady, what, he, I think, so he played, he didn't play the first week. This week he did. I think he had like four, he had four rushes for six yards. Um, I think he caught a couple of balls as well. But yeah, I mean, he, it's not the style anymore. You're right. I mean, that's kind of why they brought in Frank Gore. I guess it's that dynamic of a speed guy and then a power guy, but they have a ton of running backs right now. And yeah, they're, I feel like they've been looking for an excuse to, to get Yeldon out of there. And, and no one's really like said anything either that you're saying now that why, like, why is we looking for that? Why can't he be? Well, on the I roster? think it's partly because, and this is what the NFL does. And it's not just the bills, but the bills do it a lot is they try to justify their draft picks. So they're, to me, they're just overhyping the Singletary guy. Yeah, he, I he might, he might be good someday. He's small. He's shifty. He can catch the ball. Um, they made a big deal about his little seven yard, you know, flat pass that he caught last game. But I mean, Yeldon does that all the time. Yeah. And so I just think they're trying to justify the media does this and the bills do this. They try to justify their number three pick. And to me, Singletary, once the real games start, he's going to be non-existent. I mean, yeah, he's probably I not even going to see him. the field. He's, you know, he might be good someday. He's not going to see the field. He's not going to contribute that much this year when the real games start against number one D's. So to me, put him on the practice squad. If you don't want to keep all these running backs, you should have Gore. You should have Yeldon. You know, if you're going to keep shady, keep shady. I don't expect a lot from shady this year, but I think you get caught up in the justifying their draft picks. Yeah. And then also, I mean, it wasn't the same defense you're going to see in the regular season. Luke Keekley wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just a preseason. It's kind of hard to get a gauge on, uh, on that when the best players aren't even out there. Um, how, do you, how do you think the O-line look? Because I know that, obviously, that was a concern last year. Um, we, me and Ethan were talking about it last week. Uh, we actually thought it looked pretty decent. A um, couple injuries there. I think, like, that Neshke guy, he didn't play. Uh, Cody, Cody Ford kind of looked a little bit outmatched at tackle. Honestly, I think he's more of a guard, but I mean, for the most part, I thought that they did all right. They're giving Allen at least enough time to drop back and make a pass. Yeah. Is it Neshke or Nasiak? I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. The guy from water. The guy's massive, right? Yeah. To me, the offensive line looks better. Um, And again, it's going against second string D's maybe, and Keekley wasn't out there or whatever, but they just look better to me. They look uh, more organized. They look bigger. You know, John Miller, I thought was undersized. Groy, 
is not a starting NFL lineman. And, and so, I mean, to me, they just look like an NFL starting line just from the looks. Um, again, I'll go back to it. I think Ford is going to be good. I think they're overhyping him a little bit. I've been watching him. He's been getting beat, but I think they're trying to justify that draft pick again. To me, I like that guy from Washington, Masiak or Nesky. I like him. He's big. He's massive. He, every time I've watched him, he seems to be in a good position and squared up. Um, and I like this Feliciano guy. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's like a tough bully, um, big guy. So to me, you know, if Morse comes back, I, I would like to see Feliciano and Nesky there. And maybe Ford is a, is a waiting, waiting a little bit. But I think they're going to pop him in there. Um, because he was their what second round pick or something like that. So I mean, I think they're yeah. going to force that as well. But but overall, you know, I'm not saying Ford is bad. Um, but overall, I think the line looks good. I think they look like a a good NFL caliber starting line. Right. As a yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Is as a collective unit, I mean, it's just is night and day compared to last year. I yes. feel like it's it's Allen has way more time back there as a, as it is just for out these first two games just to see it there. Um, I said that I like the Allen to Beasley, but I'm kind of, that's also one of my other concerns is like, we don't have any other wideouts really like that after that, after, you know, teams are going to kind of catch up to this little, this route that they were doing the whole game. I mean, I know that, that, that tight end made a nice catch in the, uh, on that first drive, but I, I'm just concerned for the amount of weapons that we have on offense. I mean, yeah, Zay Jones doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. or we just don't have wideouts. I mean, I know that Duke Williams had that like, uh, the touchdown this past game with that it was a pretty nice catch, but uh, that's the guy from the CFL. We don't have weapons besides Beasley, maybe, and like you said, Shady's not the same guy. We don't really have we have an old, we have like the oldest backfield in the NFL. I'm just concerned for that moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think again, it's an upgrade from last year. If you think about who was playing wide receiver last year, it's definitely an upgrade. So I think the positives outweigh the negatives here all around across the board for the old, for the offense. But again, you know, I look at that Beasley thing. It's nice having an offense where you watch the Patriots every year with Edelman or Alan, you know, all these guys that come in, these little guys that can get these five, six yard um, passes. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's nice to have someone like that. It's great. Um, But I'm afraid that you get a Belichick, they're not going to have a linebacker covering Beasley like you saw the other night with Carolina, right? Right. They had a linebacker trying to cover Beasley. That, that Belichick's not going to do that. Most of the teams aren't going to do that. They're going to either have a DB, a nickelback, or they're going to double them because they're going to say, who else do you got? Right. So you're right. They got to have other options. You know, you hear about John Brown. I, I haven't seen the guy in the field yet. I, know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they're saying how great he looks in practice. Um, he was non he was non-existent the past week. I know that he like I I think he had a couple targets in the first week, but I said this last week on the podcast, all I saw on Twitter for the whatever first couple of weeks of camp was the long ball from Allen to Brown and how electric it looks. And like you said, I I don't even notice him out there. Um, no, I mean he's not out there yet. So, and you know, I haven't really noticed him in the NFL the last couple of years. So, I mean, I right. and I just hope that's not an overhype thing as well. Um I hope he is good. I hope he is serviceable. They need another weapon than Beasley because people are going to take Beasley away really quick. And, um, and I, I think. And and going back to the whole John Brown thing, Zay Jones. Even if they're good play, I mean, we have kind of they're all kind of the similar player. We don't have a lot of you know different types. They're all kind of s- small, fast, quick. You know, guys in the slot. I mean, we don't have a lot of other options. It's like John Brown, Beasley, or Zay Jones. I feel like they're just so similar 
it's just no no different looks. And then obviously the Bills uh, with the tight end situation, they signed that Tyler Croft guy. He's hurt. So I mean, it's just. I don't know. I'm just concerned for those options going forward. Yeah, I think the tight ends are going to be okay. Um, I think the Sweeney looks okay. Um, I don't know about Knox. Never saw him play, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm hopeful that he's good. Um, the one guy I don't get that they re-signed and are saying they're going to keep him is this Lee Smith, right? So Lee Smith, he's this big blocking tight end. He doesn't go out and catch the ball. I don't yeah. get that in, in today's NFL. I don't get that at all. You know, just to have some guy that's out there using that, sitting in that position that he has one, he's one dimensional. He comes out, you know, you're going to run. Right. I was um, going to say that he I comes out there. That. I just don't get it. You know, so they're talking about keeping him and cutting Jason Kroom. I don't agree with that at all. I like Jason Kroom. I think he's got a tremendous amount of upside. To me, you keep Kroom, you keep Knox, you keep Sweeney. I guess this cross on the, you know, pup. But, you know, to me, Lee Smith adds nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, you, you see him come out there, you know, it's either a run or he's not even an option to get thrown the ball. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like the, it's like, it's, it's always been my thing. It's like the wildcat. It's like you put, you put the wildcat out there, you know, the dude's not going to throw the ball. You know, he's going to run. It's just like, you know, what's going to happen before the play even starts. Um, moving forward to the, I think we kind of cover everything on the offensive side. I don't know. There wasn't really too much more to go into on that, but I mean, I mean before we leave the offense, though, I, yeah. I think it's going to be better than last year. I, I'm actually positive about the offense because it all comes down to, I think we have a real offensive line. And if Allen can continue doing what he's doing, which is standing in the pocket, scanning the field, checking the ball down. Um, I think it's going to be a lot better, more, more professional offense. Yeah, I agree. He just needs to be consistent. I mean, that's the biggest thing with Allen is that's, that's his biggest thing with me is he needs to be consistent because he'll, he'll come out and he'll throw some nice balls and then he'll throw one of the receiver's feet on third and five when we need the first down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I agree. It, it did look better. It looked more promising this week than last week for sure. Um, all right. So we can talk about the defense a little bit. Uh, I, this was kind of my, my take after the game was they look, they looked all right. They look good, but it's the same thing with, you know, Keekley wasn't playing for Carolina the defensive end. I mean, it's the second week in a row the Bills are going up against a second-string QB. So Cam Newton's not playing, obviously. Uh, Greg Olson's not playing. Christian McCaffrey's not playing. So it's like their three best players on offense aren't playing. It's hard to get a gauge for the defense when you're going up against a bunch of backups. Yeah, it is. It's really hard to figure out whether they're doing – they're as dominating as they look because they did look dominating. I mean, both games, the other team isn't getting any first downs. Um, Right. And so that's good. I mean, you'd hate to have it the other way where they're playing with their second strings and they're moving the ball down the field. Right. So, um, so, but it's just hard to tell what that would have looked like. I did notice there were some missed open receivers by these second, third string quarterbacks, right? Yeah, so wide open, wide open and just bad throws. Right. And so that was a little concerning um, in that, you know, probably Newton or Andrew Luck or whoever's going to make those throws. But I, but I think they have a, you know, I don't know. They have tough decisions in the defensive backfield. They got a lot of good DBs, it looks like to me, right? There were some guys that are out there ball hawking that looked really, really good. Never heard of them, like this guy Rice. And, you know, I, I thought there was a lot of impressive DBs, very deep, which is great because they always get hurt, right? So. Right. Who was that? Was that Kevin Johnson, the guy that had the pick six? Yeah. You know, that was thrown right to him. No, I know. I'm just. I mean, shoot, I could have did that, right? All you do right. is catch the ball and run down the field. Yeah, it was Greer threw, just literally looked right at him and threw him the ball. Yeah. Um. Um. What, all right. So what? What I kind of want to get at though with the defense is I we were texting during the game. The one thing that stuck out to me that wasn't as good. I mean, we don't have a pass rush. 
And I know as soon as I kind of, we were talking about it, how Trent Murphy looked horrible. He goes out there and gets a sack, obviously right on cue. Uh-huh. But other than that, I mean, we don't have anything off the edge with Murphy. And I mean, Hughes is, he's a good player. I guess he's kind of getting old, but it didn't look like, like you said, there was a lot of missed wide open receivers. And if it wasn't for those, I mean, the, we weren't getting to the quarterback. It didn't seem like. Right. Right. Well, it's the same group as we had last year for the most part, right? Oliver for Williams, but I mean, it's the same group. So you don't expect any difference, right? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, why, why are people expecting anything different when you have the same people out there? Right. Um, now this one rookie, the seventh round pick this Johnson, I think his name was or whatever, the guy that, had a sack last week and then it had a sack again this week. That guy, I think it's Johnson. Is his name Johnson? Is it you're talking about Daryl Johnson? Daryl Johnson, right? Number 92, I think it is, or something like that. that okay. That kid looked good. I mean, now he's probably going against the second or third string tackle, but real quick and some kind of seasoned moves there. I you know, I, I have some hope for him as far as being just a edge rusher. Um, that would be a nice surprise for the team because that's what we need. That's what we need. We need somebody to come in on third and long and put some pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. But uh, collectively, I think uh, it, the defense is going to be good. That's not my, my concern going into the season. It, it was all, it never was. I mean, it was always the offense. So, I mean, I think that we have a solid group there. I, uh, like I said, it's hard to gauge because we're going up against a bunch of backups these first two weeks, but I don't know. I think I our know. secondary is, is solid. I mean, I love Poyer and Hyde and like you said, I mean, they look good. There's nothing really to gauge it, but like, I'm just calling it how I saw it. And it looked pretty good besides the pass yeah, the, a little bit. The secondary solid, the, and even, you know, the D line, they don't put a lot of pressure on, but the D line solid, as far as you can tell, McDermott has those guys coached up on staying in their gaps. They just don't, they're very disciplined. Right. And uh, so that's good. What I think I'm most worried about in the defense is their depth at linebacker because you have those top three guys, and even the top three guys, Lorenzo Alexander, one of the guys, a professional, you know, he's old. And so mm-hmm. to think those three guys are going to stay healthy, and they really don't, to me, have anybody behind them that scare anybody. And it no. could be a real, real problem during the course of the season. I was kind of disappointed during the offseason they didn't pick up another linebacker, like a real linebacker for depth. <laughs> and so maybe I'm hopeful that maybe when cuts happen across the league, they'll pick somebody, a veteran up or something like that. But uh, linebacker is my biggest concern on defense. Yeah, I'd agree. And like you said, so those three guys, it's Edmonds, Alexander and uh, Milano. And then behind them, there's no one really there. If uh, any of those guys go down. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, that was kind of the, the main points of preseason week two. I don't know. I, there, there's not too much more to talk about. I feel like with, with the bills and oh, house money, not house money anymore. <laughs> what, what do you mean house money's missed two field goals in the last two games oh house money yeah, yeah yeah that's true well what he missed like a 48 yard in this past game i don't know what it was but yeah it just I mean, it was sketchy decent, uh, yeah i don't know i i'm not concerned about house money really he's, yeah. he's he'll, he'll get it done there's more i think there's bigger things to be more concerned about than house on the bills but yeah you're right i mean that is true he did he didn't miss another field gotta goal. talk about it you can't give him a pass yeah let's see he was yeah, he's one for two. He made all he three extra the, points. He ended the season last year a little sketchy, I thought, and, and now he's starting this season off a little sketchy. True. That's true. So, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. But um, you got anything else on the Bills? No, no, can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I just we'll see. I mean, the <laughs> the schedule's tough. Um, it's going to be a grind every week. You know, there's not a lot of easy games for this team and. You know, I'm just kind of hoping that, you know, they're a little better than what they were last year and we can squeeze in and be, be in contention at the end of the year would be good. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah. So uh, Friday, uh, this upcoming Friday is their next preseason game against the Lions. And then on the 29th, they round out the preseason against the Vikings. So those will be the last two games of the preseason. Third, uh, this upcoming week, I think the first team is probably going to play. I think the third week's the most important one. So the, we'll get a better gauge for that uh, on Friday. But then week four, obviously, against the Vikings won't be won't be much. But um, yeah, I'm excited too. Hopefully, they can uh, actually compete and. Hopefully, I mean, they, they can, you know, stay in contention for a little bit. Like we said last week, this is Ethan made a good point. They need to, they need to come out in the regular season and at least, I mean, at least get like one out of the first two wins against the Jets and the Giants. Some, cause then you got the Patriots coming up and then you got some harder teams, but hopefully they no, can they, stay in contention. They got to win those two games. I don't know if they exactly. can split those games. I mean, they can, but I mean, you're going to be in December wishing you had both of those games if you don't have both of those games, right? And right. especially the Jets being in, in, in their division. But, um, you, you know, you got to come out strong. The first two weeks are going to tell us a lot. So, Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on. The, there wasn't really anything that went out with the Sabres uh, except for – uh, most people know, obviously, that they did announce it's their 50th year anniversary season this year, 50th uh, year as a team. And so they announced their third jerseys, their alternate jerseys um, for the golden season. Uh, the Sabres, actually the day before, so they announced them on Friday at 10 a.m. On Thursday, they, though, they put out a tweet saying, uh, we're going to announce our jerseys tomorrow, our all, new alternate jerseys for the 50th year. Um, but they also put that in 2020, 2021, they will be going back to Royal blue. And I don't know if you know about this, but a lot of people have been just absolutely relentless about the Sabres just going ham on Twitter saying how they wanted to go back to Royal blue so bad. And so this is honestly, I know you're not like a Jersey guy or like, it doesn't really matter, but the fans honestly would have been pissed if nothing was said about it. So just from a PR standpoint, it was honestly a good move. I think by Sabres by saying, Royal blue for 2020, 2021 season. And just kind of getting out ahead of that. So when they announced their third jerseys, no one would be pissed, but I don't know if you saw the, the new third jerseys that they're going to have this year. I think they're pretty sick. And I know your take on this already. You don't care what they wear. You just want them to win. I just don't follow it. Like you and Ethan do. I know on jerseys. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, mean, I was kind of confused by the whole thing because I, you know, on Twitter, it was like all these pictures of jerseys and then the Royal blue. And so that's why I asked you, so are they wearing Royal blue this year or not? And you said, no, the next year, and so I figured there was some kind of a backstory because why would a team make an announcement for what they're going to be wearing two seasons from now? As yeah. opposed to, I mean, that, to me, that's strange. Like, I don't, you know, who cares? I mean, so. And, and know, these, it's just the fan, the fans of Buffalo, just, it's kind of hilarious because I'm kind of on your side too, where like, I don't really, you can wear whatever you want. If you're going to win, I don't care. But <laughs> people go crazy about it. They want Royal Blue. They want the, because they knew there was going to be a third jersey this year because of the 50th anniversary. That was just a, a given thing already so they wanted that third jersey to be royal blue you had to get out ahead of it but they went instead with just a white jersey with kind of like a gold trim a gold mm -hmm. logo and it's gonna be sick yeah well everybody's a lot excited about it i'm sure you and ethan are gonna want those jerseys right yeah i mean they're, they're pretty good looking but i mean i'll imagine what they do on the ice i guess they could be wearing whatever they want if, if they make the playoffs and and go far i don't care what they're wearing but i don't know they look cool to me yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to start. I don't know when does when does training camp start for the Sabres? Do you know? Uh, I think it's under fifty days. The season starts, so it's coming up kind of soon. But mm -hmm. um, I know that they had like this fan fest. I think 
uh, yesterday in Buffalo. It was just kind of like a meeting of the, some of the players showed up and it was just kind of like to get hyped for the, for the Sabre season. And um, I think Ralph Kruger was asked about Ristolainen and there's just no progression on that. I think he, right now he's just staying, staying put. Um, we talked about it last week, how the Sabres still haven't made a trade for a, to move a defenseman out. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but right now it like seems that. like no one knows what's going on. Well, it just feels like they're going into the season with what they got right now, which you know might be okay. To me, no, to I me, don't think so. It's not going to be okay, though. Well, I mean, to me, the Sabres this coming year, they might add another player or get rid of a player. But for the most part, they got what they got. And for them to take the step to the next level where they go from the, I don't know, what were they, the 10th team in the league to the 7th, 8th and make the playoffs, is the guys that they have on their team, their young guys, have to step it up. They have to move up. You know, you're waiting for Eichel to move up to that next tier, Reinhardt. You know, these are the guys, Ristolain, and these are the guys that they've invested a lot in over the last three, four years, right? And the whole story has been, got this young team, these young guys all playing together. They're all going to grow together. Well, it's the third, fourth year now. Now's the time we see that step up. That's how they're going to improve, I think, not by just adding another player or two. I mean, I think they need a top six forward, another guy. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think that these guys are, it's their time to kind of prove what they, what they're made of. But if you look at all the teams that make the playoffs, look at all the teams that go far in the playoffs, look at the teams that win the Stanley cup, they have depth. They have a lot more guys. They're not just, you know, a core of guys. It's, it's from first line down to fourth line from first defenseman down to that sixth guy. It's, it's so you're looking the for them to trade a D for a forward or something. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. We talked about last week. They have, a ton of right-handed defensemen on their team now after the offseason moves of getting Colin Miller, getting Yoki Haru from Chicago, trading for Montour last year at the deadline. Um, so they have a bunch of defensemen and they still need another top six guy. I mean, I don't want to go get kind of back into it too much more just because I don't want to rehash what we went over last, last week. But yeah, that's my take. I think as of right now, they can still maybe slide into an eighth or seventh spot. I, I actually do, but I think that it's going to be very difficult. And so I think they do need to bolster that offense a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. They, they got like a month, right? To do that. Yep. Exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that rounds out. I think the, the Sabres talk, I didn't want, like I said, I didn't really want to get back into that too much. Um, I think that's it for this week. Uh, as always, you can you know f- follow us on Twitter at one before I die or at one before underscore I die. We're on SoundCloud for the podcast right now. Looking to go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As I said last week, we're still working on that. Um, but yeah, go give us a follow, tweet us, give us your thoughts on the Bills preseason games and everything like that. Uh, and then uh, yeah, find us on SoundCloud and like I said, working on Apple and Spotify. But That'll do it for uh, for this for this episode. What's up? And Ethan will be back next week. Yep, Ethan will be back. He'll be back from taking the second week off of the podcast already. But you know, someone has to carry the ship over here, so we had to fill in fill in that from this week. But uh, all right, everybody have a great week and uh, go Bills, go Sabers. Mm-hmm.